0: You're listening to the Bulls McLean Hour. And now, your host, a man that deserves no introduction whatsoever.
1: Joining us for another episode of the Bulls McLean Hour. Sorry, it's been a little while. I've been dragging my feet on this episode here. I've got a mixed bag of stuff. Probably not a remarkable episode. I do, however, have. um, I've put some episodes into a. uh, Jesus, what am I going to say about the? Oh, subscription. I have a subscription option on my Anchor account. How to do it? I have no idea. But I think it is, God, is it a month? Is it $2.99 a month? For the cost of a glass of 10 high from CBGB's, you can listen to bonus content for free. Isn't that hilarious? Uh, (laughs) So if you want to do that, go ahead. I suggest you do because I said so because it's my show. And you're here to do what I tell you, boys and girls. So, I got an episode I threw in some conspiracy theory nut job shit conversations I had with people on the fucking internet. And I also got COVID-19 the day before my birthday. That's right. I turned 51 on January 5th and tested positive for uh, SARS-CoV-2 detected that's what the goddamn thing came I fucking was at some place where a bunch of people were at Uh, it was kind of cold so spent a little time inside and outside probably more inside than I should have and uh, then I uh, hung out with um, my parents who are not young and uh, on January 1st so I hung out at this place like the 29th 28th or something like that I can't remember and then I hung out with my parents January 1st with these sort of mild, cold-like symptoms. So, meaning, all I had was like a runny nose. Um, maybe I had kind of... And, and So I had dinner, New Year's Day dinner, with the folks. And then um, maybe had a... I mean, I almost had a little... At night, I was feeling a little off, but not much. It just felt like cold... It felt like normal December slash January um, weather attributable symptoms. Nothing, and I've had a I've had like a smoker's cough since I was like 13, so I, I just coughing wasn't enough to decide, and, and I didn't have a dry cough. It's a big deal because I remember saying, "I think well, if I have a constant dry cough, I probably got the COVID 19." But usually, it's a wet cough. So, obviously, I think that means I don't have it. So, anyway, hung out with the folks. Um, a uh, Then come the 3rd, which I believe would be Monday, um, bartender at CBGB's posts, Hey, I've got the Rona. And I hate the term the Rona. I really hate calling it that. But he used it. That's fine. He said, I got the Rona. Um, a lot of people who are here on... The last Wednesday seemed to be getting it. And I was there that Wednesday. At first, I was a little denied. I was like, I don't think I was there that Wednesday. I think I was there before. And, uh, sure enough. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I was there. That, I was fucking there. I was fucking there. And, uh, one of the guys. I, yeah, who cares? So, anyway, um,. We're, we're, basically, I went to a super spreader event at CBGB's, also known as Wednesday. So I got it and um, tested on the 4th, birthday on the 5th. Boy, you know, I wish all those dumb motherfuckers invaded the Capitol building. A day early, just so it'd be in commemorating with my birthday. It pissed me off now that January 6th is stealing all the thunder from January 5th. I mean, what the fuck? Why couldn't they fucking invade the Guardian? Why can't they fucking certify elections on the 5th of January on the election year, as opposed to on the 6th, fucking 6th, is stealing all the fucking thunder? Got enough problems? I got enough problems without having the day after my birthday to be commemorative of a major event of a major terrible event or I guess uh, a good event if you're, if you're knee deep into QAnon if you think that um, JFK Jr. is coming back from the dead I tell you man I've never been to Daily Plaza but I've never wanted to go more than in November when all those morons were waiting and waiting and waiting for JFK Senior, yes, some of them, and junior, a lot of them, all of them. Uh, that was a thing. And I had conversations with the people online that some were like, It's only JFK Jr. It's not senior. Those people are morons if they think JFK Sr.'s showing up. And some of them were No, it is JFK Sr. We read the Q droplets correctly. We figured out all the numbers. We did all the numerology on everything and found out that we decoded that it is, in fact, JFK Sr. who faked his death in front of a whole... in the middle of a parade in front of people in 1963. And uh, he's been alive this whole time and uh, all the head exploding thing is just... um, it's just CGI. That's... Have you seen the effects they do with, with... Movies and television? They could have easily faked that back in 1963. So yeah, we've got a thing going on. That's a terrible... I just don't understand these fuckers. So people think that that, yeah, that's a thing. They're doing the thing. They're meeting up. Some thought Robin Williams were there. Some thought they saw Robin Williams. S- some people thought they hung out with Robin Williams. What the hell is going on out there? So... Anyway, yeah. There's other people too that believe a lot of other fucking things to get into a little bit on this episode. But that's, that's where we're at. Hey, but speaking of dumb jokes. Alright, I have got, got some viewer responses here. I'm trying to get some uh, QAnons onto the show here. I got a message out of the blue in my Facebook. Out of nowhere. And I, I don't know if he. Was, I, I, you know I don't have any mutual friends with this person. I don't know to what he was responding. Probably I said something out there in argument, politically charged debate on a thread, usually a news board of some kind. But this person wrote me a personal message in Facebook. He said, you have got to be one of the dumbest people breathing air. Dot, dot, dot. Three dots. Three dots and the ellipses. He's got it right. Congrats to him. And uh, I said, I think he has a picture of Trump on his whole thing. So I said, I responded, um, if Trump is the singular part of your identity, you're definitely in a cult. And he responded with, uh, he responded with, hopefully you or one of your family members gets ass raped or murdered by an ms13 member dot 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 why an ellipses at the end of that i mean as if there's more and i said uh classic period what's the context here question mark and then the motherfucker blocked me he blocked me after he fucking ass raped me Threat? I mean, death threat? Not really. I guess I, I, I like to, I like to think of it as a death threat, but it really didn't. He just, uh, he just hopes that um, he just hopes I get murdered. He didn't, he didn't state that he's going to be on the other end. Ms. Thirteen, uh, which is, I guess, the um, it's a gang set up by Latinas. To protect latinas that come in from uh, from Latino, from um, from south of the border, I guess. I, I'm not entirely. I did a little research on it when it happened. It's It's been a little while since I read that, and I, I recorded this part and I lost it. I couldn't find it anywhere on my computer or in my uh, my device. So that's our show. We got some content that uh, will be. I'm going to try and make a better effort to have more programs more shows so thank you here we go we're going to go uh, on to our and on with the show
0: oh have I got your attention now Good. Because we're adding a little something to this month's sales contest. As you all know, first prize is a Cadillac Eldorado. Anybody want to see second prize?
1: Second prize is a set of steak knives. Third prize is your father. All right, here we go. Alright, um, upon my my posting Toxic Masculinity on the Rocks, part two, I, uh, I had a comment on my Facebook here from my friend Emily, I love hearing your voice in my bedroom, who wouldn't, question mark, I mean, really, question mark, but dude, you've got to do more prep, it was like four whole minutes of blah, blah, blah about your movie prowess. Yeah, yeah, Emily. That's the show. That's what it is. Uh, You want a wider audience than just people who already know and love you, right? Question mark? That is correct, I do. I've never created anything except a baby, though. So feel free to disregard. It's true, she did create a baby. Of which I... uh, Made a barrage of uh, Casey Anthony jokes. <laughs> Whenever I'd see her at a uh, place I frequent, I'd be like, um, "Hey Emily, what's going on? Where's the baby in the trunk? In the trunk of the car? Did you leave it in there while you're out partying? Woohoo! It's party time, Casey Anthony style." So, uh, well, thanks, Emily. Thanks for your feedback. You are now part of the show—a very unprepared show, I can mind you. Except for that, I did prepare to read that when you wrote it. Thank you much. (coughs) Ah, yes. All right. Um, So I got a little personal message. Uh, This is from Luago. Um, This is uh, something he had said. uh, This is my buddy uh, Matthew Robinson. Matthew Robinson, I've known since I was probably about. 14, 15-ish? Probably, probably 14, maybe, in there. Uh, he said, uh, I, it was in response to my show, I guess, is a bit where uh, Glass and says, um, the show brought to your mother's cunt. And I guess out of the blue, he said, your mother's twat sounds juicier. And I said, is this in response to the your mother's cunt bit question mark? He said, indeed. And I said, You can't beat your mother's cunt. My opinion, but I think twat is the emergent version of the English word for cunt. Though cunt is nice to say. Twat. Cunt and twat offend everybody. But cunt is English. That's my English accent. It's really not good. Mm Mm-hmm in the car it sounds like he was recording that uh, and he said great show dot 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 enjoy your content and I said well now you're a part of it I've been tracking some of these um, conspiracy theorists all over uh, the internet, Facebook. You know, there's a bunch of people that actually believe that Rush Limbaugh is, they believe believe that Jim Morrison, the amount of celebrities that are in hiding are uh, unfathomable, so uh, they believe that Rush Limbaugh was, in fact, Jim Morrison after he faked his death. So Morrison fake death became Rush Limbaugh. And they got these great side-by-side comparison pictures. And basically what they have, they have this sort of latter-day Jim Morrison shaved face, I assume in the last days, and uh, side-by-side comparisons of Jim Morrison's face to Rush Limbaugh. Weirdly similar, uh, but completely dissimilar. One thing about it is that Jim Morrison, I think there's like an eight or nine year difference between those two. So they think that Jim Morrison who was grown who grew up in Florida went to college in the early 60s to college in the mid 60s I believe went through the whole went through the whole doors phenomenon faked his death re-emerged as Rush Limbaugh. I believe Rush Limbaugh probably would have been in college in the early 70s. Again, you're talking about like a nine year difference so something like that maybe it's only seven or eight should really research this before I start talking into a microphone about this crap. But trying to bring this up to these people and saying that, okay, so what we have here, Rush Limbaugh, as anyone who's from the Midwest, as anyone who's from Missouri knows, Rush Limbaugh um, graduated. He was born here, I believe Cape Girardeau, which is in the boot heel of Missouri. Went to college somewhere else, and he didn't go to college in... Los Angeles. He went to college elsewhere. So there'd be people that would have to propagate the lie that Rush Limbaugh went to college with him, or corroborate. Be like, basically, everyone knows the sort of lineage of Rush Limbaugh. You know, they know that he was, I believe, the son of a of a broadcaster of some kind. Went to college, um, and there are yeah actually pictures of him in college who doesn't look. and, And again, it would be right when Jim Morrison. Was fake death doesn't look anything like him. Looks like Fat Rush Limbaugh still, with a with a with a with a boring hair, haircut. But they think that. But so the people basically the amount of people you have to corroborate this brings it into science fiction. And of course, they all have their ideas of crisis actors. I guess the actor there be an actor playing Jim Morrison's dad. There are interviews with Jim Morrison's dad. So that would have to be an actor to really corroborate the Rush Limbaugh thing. I'm sure there's some knowledge of who Rush Limbaugh's dad, but then there'd be people that, because it's I think it's well, I think you'd look up to what Rush Limbaugh, like what did where he went to college, what year he went to college, and someone have to say, well, no, that 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 information's false. He didn't. There was no Rush Limbaugh at whatever university. I want to say it's in Colorado. I could be wrong. Someone have to corroborate that he. So I mean, I have to come in and say, all right, well, there was no Rush Limbo at this college. Could easily look it up, even in the less than technological era. You know, the idea that that Rush Limbo, there, there's a lot of holes in that. You could point that out to these people. They've got crisis actors everywhere. You have no idea how far this goes up. Even better, again, people that believe certain actors fake their death and then became another, another here's another Jimi Hendrix is actually Morgan Freeman in disguise and they got these sort of side by side pictures and it says uh, you know B- Hendrix died 1970 first film by Morgan Freeman 1971 so he would have died I assume they think he went through some kind of plastic surgery and got reconstructed and became on the electric so basically he went from being a very very high profile top selling music act was fed up with the whole pedophile thing went into hiding which we mean he would take a pay cut work for the electric company as a i would i would assume just being you know taking that huge pay cut not that he would need it not that it matter because he'd still have um access bold as love money but then he still became high profile somewhat high profile i mean is a you know that's a face i knew as a kid uh mr morgan freeman and they use all kinds of numerology to explain it. And then uh, another woman here, picture of Elvis shaking hands with um, Richard Nixon. And this woman says, yes, he is alive. He became a pastor. That's what Elvis did. Elvis faked his own death. Um, another another one on it said that uh, Bill Maher is the son of of Hugh Hefner, and they got two side-by-side pictures, and I, bl- and I tell you what, man, they look exactly like, it is funny that their facial features look virtually identical, uh, woman, so of course during the, uh, the Dallas, the Daily Plaza, they spent a month out there, every day, from say Halloween, through early December, all the QAnon idiots. Um, spent out there waiting for JFK Jr. and some waiting for JFK Sr. to show up. Had a little conversation with one woman and as I said to her, I said he, some picture of um, what was it? It was, it was, a, it was a picture of, of JFK and a quote saying he's still alive. And I'm like, uh, he'd be 103. How is how is it people fall into these preposterous conspiracy theories? Question mark. And the woman said, he just passed away last year. You will see. This is my favorite. Keep my name so I can help you with my conspiracy theorist knowledge when everything comes out. Yeah, anyway, I reached out to this woman and begged her to come out of my show. And I never, somehow she didn't see the post. I, I think I got blocked from that, that group, too. Because one, uh, one guy, one guy was saying how um, the show Gets Smart agent 99 is named 99 because of um because if you if you it's some kind of numerology if you add up the numbers of her name it comes up to 99 and this is something to indicate that they're a part of the cabal and i'm like look uh she is agent 99 because standards and practices would not allow them to use the the name 69 for Barbara Feldman. The show Get Smart. I go, I'm pretty sure Buck Henry and um, Mel Brooks aren't a part of the cabal. You know, that, that there's no... And, and to what end? I mean, you know, just a, a little indication there. A little nod to it. Um, and I said, oh, please, not everything is a conspiracy. Quotations. Have any hard evidence to back this up? I don't buy the makers of Get Smart are cabalist. And uh, Mr. What's his face said, "I believe it to be a mockery of the masses." I buy that the makers of Get Smart are cabalist <sighs> Just Jesus Christ, people! I think I got. I, I think I was trying to get some more stuff with those guys, but um, nothing. There's nothing to really. Uh, there, there's no end. There's no end to the list of celebrities that are hiding out there. And another one I had posted up... uh, Somebody had posted up some of the Tom Hanks pictures. And I stated, uh... Yeah, I don't really buy all the Tom Hanks... Conspiracy bullshit. And, uh... Boy, I wish somebody took down the post. They keep taking down my comments. Because they're smart. Because they're smart. I'm smart. Anyway. So, one woman had stated, uh... Oh, yeah. She pointed out... Um... This cartoon, I guess The Mr. Pumpkins um, There's a cartoon, I guess, Tom Hanks does The voice for, I think it's a spin-off of a character From the Senate Live sketch And uh, they, there's some little Little uh, little thing where some kids are in a pumpkin patch And Tom Hanks comes out Or a cartoon A uh, voice by Tom Hanks comes out How's it hanging? I'm David Pumpkins Any questions? Who? I'm David Pumpkins, man
2: You a ghost, or what are you? My own thing! And since you
1: picked a magic pumpkin,
2: I'm yours for Halloween! What? Magic pumpkin? Is this like a known thing? Just listen to my song!
1: (laughs) And uh, she said, You don't think there's anything wrong with this? I go, No, no, I think this is, you know, absurd as comedy. And she went on to say that, um, uh, well, pumpkins are known. Pedophiles symbology. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> Everyone knows that. Is that something all the writers know? Somebody better, or somebody better, um, somebody better let people know they're writing that kind of stuff. Widely know. So then a the woman and I got into it a little bit, and she, I, she, she went on to say about the the Tom Hanks thing. What did she say? Well, the best is they post up this this one meme. Hey, Ellen, why does your set look like Epstein's Island? And basically, Epstein's got like a big temple on his island. And it's like a blue and white building, gold dome on it. And Ellen's set, which is no more, has one partition on both sides where it has these blue and silver stripes. They're not even the same gauge. And uh, I, I had to say to her, look, I'm no fan of Ellen whatsoever. But this is a stretch. It's not even blue and white stripes. It's blue and silver. Hardly damning evidence. And those flight logs, she brought up the uh, flight logs. Those flight logs are literally lists generated in a word processing app or program. Anyone can generate them and claim their legitimacy. Again, again if Tom Hanks was buddy-buddy with Epstein, show one picture of them together. He was on... The flight log to Epstein's Island. Your cognitive dissonance is strong. And I said a, uh, a flat earther could also chalk up disbelief as cognitive dissonance too. None of these are really concrete evidence. For instance, do you think Ellen designs her own set? Question mark. As far as the whole pumpkin imagery, does everyone know that? I certainly had never heard that before. Is Charles Schultz a pedophile too? Flight logs. As I stated earlier, if they're substantiated, I'll entertain them. So far, they're not. Uh, and one thing this woman said earlier, she's like, well, uh, it was in regards to Tom Hanks specifically. I something, at one point I asked her, I go, hey, is uh, JFK Jr. still alive? And she said, that is a straw man's argument. You know, um, what is that called when you, um, uh, what is it, um, false. Uh, Think of it, some um, false equivalency. I go fine. I'll, I'll you know what? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. She says it's a false equivalency. All of Hollywood is involved. Is why do you think there are so many pictures of Epstein with celebrities? And I go, well, I haven't seen that many pictures with Epstein with celebrities. And then she posted the classic with her with Trump and Melania and all these fucking people at some kind of event, Mar-a-Lago, long time ago. Uh, And a picture of him hanging out with Bill Clinton Doesn't look good for Bill Clinton That's for fucking sure I'll go with that If there's anything to do with Bill Clinton Send his ass up the river Fine with it Especially if he's involved in that Epstein Island shit And it looks like he probably is So she showed the picture with Well, I knew about those But show me one with Tom Hanks Show one How do we know that Tom If Tom Hanks charges Certainly someone would have had to have snapped the picture I said, even you, even you earlier stated there. Are Epstein was so many celebrities. Well, not with Ellen, Hanks, or Tarantino, or even Kevin Spacey, for that matter. They're all, are they all connected to him? Question mark. I'm not buying it on face value, sight so unseen. The evidence is thin. Wait to hear back. I kind of reached out to that person. I really want to get a QAnon on my show. Does anyone know anybody that's fucked up with this shit? I talked to a guy that I work with um, in St. Louis here, and I was just talking about the QAnon phenomenon in general and he goes yeah my dad is uh, totally got into that at some point and this guy is probably about in his uh 30s maybe maybe early 40s he was a nice enough guy but he said yep his dad totally into it I was like I was like really you think you'd want to go into a podcast but he said one thing his dad did and this was I think last year in the midst of um QAnon mania is he thought everything was going to fall and he thought uh, he thought all the networks were going to crumble and only Fox News would be left standing. So he took droves and droves of his own money and put it all into Fox News stock. And he, he, he sent a reassuring email to everybody saying, don't worry, our problems are all going to be done. We're going to be fine. I've got a get-rich-quick scheme to the tune of $100 million this is what this guy told me that his father said to him and I was like oh man it's very painful for him because of course like he have got to see him for the holidays and he's just like yeah shrugging his shoulders and saying yeah <clears throat> we got to a point where we just can't talk about anything except for sports with his dad boy and that if that were my family we wouldn't have anything to talk about because I'm not talking about sports with anybody except that I think they're stupid people who watch them are stupid no, I'm just kidding. If you like sports, whatever. Who do I care? I'm not going to kink shame you. But, yeah, that was a big bone of contention uh, and that's uh, crippled his relationship with his father. And he said to top it all off, he was a science teacher. Like, he got into all this hor- horse shit and comes from a place of logic, of fact-based beliefs. So that's something that happened to him. But I am desperate for... Uh, content as you know desperate for someone to come on to the show if anyone out there and god I know no one is going to respond please uh, if you know a Q9 send them my way filmbenderradio at gmail.com I will take anybody especially the craziest uh, I don't I don't care just no video audio only podcast I'll disguise your name I sent a Here's what I sent to some woman All right, let's see here and we had gotten back and forth into some stuff. She was one that said, the truth is coming out. You'll see. She's the one that believed that though JFK is not alive today, he only died last year at the age of 102. Uh, and I said, hey there, Nancy. I'll just give her name. Hey there. Love the gargoyle pic. She had a picture of the gargoyle. Serious Inquiry, though, I have a podcast. I'd love to have you on my show. Very interested in your insight. I have a lot of questions, and you are more than welcome to come on to the show under any name you would like. I would be happy to respect your privacy and have a civil discussion on the issues going on in our day and age. Please let me know whenever you can. I think it'd be a lot of fun. (laughs) Feel free to respond to me here at here or at filmmetaradio at gmail.com.com.com.com. Thanks. Hope you're doing well, Bowles McLean. No response. And I don't think she has seen it. She may not know how to see all her stuff. But, man, boy, do I, do I, just, I just... I gotta get one of these on here, man. Has anybody got anybody out there? Uh, boy, oh, boy, this, this whole... Here's a nice little fact. Omicron was the name of a 1999 video game by Microsoft, Bill Gates in parentheses, about demons pretending to be humans and harvesting their souls. I'll just leave that right here. Well, that explains everything. Yeah, there is a there's a podcast called, um, I think it's called Real News Live. And they were talking about the uh, Alec Baldwin thing and how Uh, there's a woman on there who's part of the, who I think is part of the show. She was the episode. If you look up the episode, 107, and that's a QAnon, it's a QAnon icon. And they are talking about this thing. Anyway, this woman is talking about was stating that uh, because the director of photography of Rust was going to uh, work on a uh, child trafficking video movie, I should say. What am I saying? Video film shot on video that uh, the deep state needed to take her out. So they placed a loaded gun with Mr. Rock Baldwin while he's rehearsing for this western that he is producing, and uh, had him take care of this problem. Now this woman also theorized in all in all seriousness that Alec Baldwin knew the gun was loaded and purposely shot the DP in the middle of a film that he is producing that's starring him. That's quite a charade to go into. That that was all on purpose because they need to take her out.
2: Set source, the director called for another take when Baldwin jokingly remarked, another take? How about I just fucking shoot the both of you before firing on the pair now that is a little different than the ridiculous claim the claim that uh Alec Baldwin was rehearsing a scene where they were supposed to shoot towards the camera clearly that's not what happened if that first report is true so multiple things I want to know was this an accident no Was Alec Baldwin deliberately shooting at those people?
3: That's what I'm trying to get, because I know it was a hit job on her, especially.
2: Did he know the gun was loaded with live ammunition? (sighs) Did he know the gun was loaded? With real real bullets.
3: (sighs) I think he did. Or I know that she was somehow mixed up in the deep state. She knew things. She was going to do something.
1: As you can see, there's a lot of this crazy Alec Baldwin stuff. A lot of crazy people that believe it was intentional. I mean, the best conspiracy theory about it is that um, people think the husband. No, what there is is what there is. Um, the DP for Rust. God, why do I have that handy? Fucking terrible. Bowles McLean, our show host. I I should have been prepared for this whole... Oh. There's a rumor that Helena Hutchins had dirt on Hillary Clinton. So they think that, obviously, the obvious conclusion is that uh, Hillary Clinton had to murder her And that could have easily been facilitated by Mr. Alec Baldwin. Yep. No reason to think that that wasn't intentional. That's what they think.
3: And they wanted to get rid of her. Um, No, no, wait, 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 wait.
2: Stop right there. Hold the rest of it. Because guess what? Do you know what her next project was going to be as soon as she was done on the film Rust? Turns out she was gonna go working on a documentary oh, yeah. about I all saw of her that. rings.
3: Right. They wanted to get rid of her. Now I'm torn on this because part of me thinks that they Baldwin has been a liability for a while. He's a loose cannon. He it's he really is. It's been harder and harder to control him. Um, and up until a certain amount of time, he was a um, a good player. Anyway, for the deep state. Okay, bad guys. I don't know at this point if the two who loaded the gun were the ones who set him up and he and because of that last statement of him saying see the last statement him saying, Well, don't, how about if I just shoot you both right now? Thinks it's a blank, it goes bing, and it goes off and they actually die.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But that, then they get rid of they get rid of Baldwin, they get rid of her. Um, Or, if he used that, if he said that as a cover, saying, well, uh, why would I say that if I was really going to do that? And then shot her. So either way, it wasn't an accident.
1: And as opposed to killing her in a much simpler way, like, I don't know, poisoning the craft service table, or cutting her brake lines, or... Uh, arranging some sort of um, mugging go wrong. I any, a- anything. They uh, proposition to Mister Ock Baldwin. Hey, Mister Ock Baldwin, um, I'm from the deep state. You know uh, your DP. I can't remember her name right off. Hannah um, Montana or whatever her name is. It's not Hannah Montana. Whatever. Feel very bad for her. But uh, 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 this woman who's a DP on the on the set. Hey. You know, even though you're working hard on a movie, putting all these people to work, we're going to have you shoot her during a preliminary rehearsal of a scene. Uh, It'd be much easier to do it this way and to cover it up. Because no one would be suspicious if you had a gun accidentally go off. Oh, and after that, we are canceling this movie. And you are going to have to really do the performance of a lifetime in act broken uh, after this and go through that turmoil. And this is all because he played Trump on Senate Live more than a dozen times, I assume. Whatever. Because he hated Trump and they hate him. So some of them are willing to believe anything. And I mean anything. So, yeah, absolutely believe that um, that was... An easy solution to their small problem. You ruin your career—that's fine. But if you could just make it seem like an accident, pulling out your gun, do a little quick draw McGraw, shoot her. Hopefully, a killer. was some kind of—I uh, uh, think it was like an old West pistol. So it was, is that the kind where you gotta stick a? I guess it was a regular shells. It's not—it's not like you gotta like put the ball in with the powder and pack it down. Like a a thing like a mini musket Um, I suppose just a cartridge like any old gun like every gun now I think it's stupid that Alc Baldwin didn't check the gun I think it's stupid that they had a gun and they had a gun that had been firing some rounds within the week or the month or the year or the millennium I mean I got hearing that thing with Brandon Lee 25 years ago I wouldn't want to hold a gun on set a fake gun or a prop gun or a potential, I, I would I'd be checking it myself. You know, I wouldn't trust anyone to say, "Here, uh, we're so overworked, we're so tired, we're deprived of sleep." Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure this gun's fine. I'm pretty sure this gun's cold. I'm pretty sure it's fine. I mean, some of the guys take it out after hours and do some target practice with milk bottles, but pretty sure they wouldn't have left it loaded. Granted. A stupid scenario. Especially 25 years after Brandon Lee and however many other times it's happened. And I don't think it's really happened that much. And I don't know how that happens. So, that's their solution. It's just... uh, And I don't even think she died. I think... um, Hannah... Oh, I'm sorry. Helena Hutchins. I think um, she was alive a little bit. I think she couldn't feel her legs, from what I understand. She was shot, and then she was slowly, I guess, pronounced dead after this um, quote-unquote accident according to the QAnon. Yeah, so it's a very believable scenario. Look, less suspicion if we make it seem like an accident on set in the middle of a big movie with a bunch of tired crew members standing around watching it. If you could perform this, Mr. Baldwin, um, this is really the easiest solution to our problem yeah that makes sense there's no um no flaws in that theory that's got legs that gag's got whiskers on it so that's what they believe and you know what after hearing it over and over again i believe it too there's no reason to there's no reason to doubt that absolutely believable coronavirus and vaccines don't work, and Joe Biden is uh, trying to bring this to full-blown communism, uh, whatever. When I'm on the show, anybody, anybody out there, give me some. And if I get some, I will let you know. So yeah, Mr. Baldwin, that would be a lot easier. It'd be really great if you could do us this favor. It'd be uh, much easier than all of us. I wonder, do you think we'll ever have Will we be able to see Alec Baldwin in anything again? Will his Is his career destroyed? I assume it is. I mean, I really, like... And I... I can't imagine. Can he rebound from this? Has that happened? The guy that accidentally shot Brandon Lee had a career after. He didn't have anything really happen to him. Yeah, he he died a handful of years ago. No one knows his name. All I know that he is in the movie The Crow. And he's also in um, the David Lynch uh, Streets of Fire. What's it called? Um, Well, no, it's uh, Lost Highway. He's in Lost Highway. He shot a guy. He was in movies after that. No one really, but I guess Alec Bond was so famous. Are we really going to be able to look at him in another movie You're like, oh God, there he is. I wonder what he's thinking right now. Uh, we never had an interview with that guy that shot Brandon Lee. It's the first of a freak mishap. I remember uh, there was a roommate I had and um, he wasn't my roommate at the time, but um, Matthew Glasson who was uh, does the on-air readings of my uh, strip club reviews. He plays the um, uh, the strip club owners. And he uh, he was roommates with this guy, Scott. And Scott, uh, this is... All right, so Brandon Lee, I believe, was shot like March 31st. And this is before the internet. This is 90-whatever. And Scott came home, and me and Matt were hanging out at their apartment on Potawatomi in, in uh, North Chicago. And uh, he had said, um, he said to Scott Green, he goes, hey, did you hear that there was a bullet in the chamber of a prop gun? And the guy actually shot Brandon Lee and killed him on the set of this movie called The Crow. And Scott got really excited and he grabbed a entertainment magazine and said that's crazy because uh, that whole production had been plagued with problems. Including, and he grabbed some kind of entertainment magazine. He had a whole room full of these magazines. And he read a whole article just explaining the vast amount of problems. This is before he was shot. A vast amount of problems. All the problems this set had, this production of The Crow had. And kind of saying, hope it goes better, but they've been plagued with problems, setbacks, um, everything terrible, wrong. Uh, horrible, horrible uh, bad luck in general on set. This magazine that came out maybe a week or two before Brandon Lee was shot. And i this was April 1st as we're confronting him. He's telling him, he's like, yeah, he shot him and he killed him on set. And he's like, oh my God. And you know, it was a big uh, moment. And then uh, out of the blue, Matt turns to him and goes, April fools. <laughs> Ah, you had me going. I thought that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, we just kind of left it at that and let him go thinking that uh, Brandon Lee's shot on set was an April Fool's gag for about probably 24 hours. We just let it go. And then he went to work the next day. uh, He sold shoes or something. And told everyone it was a hoax and everyone said, no, that guy's really fucking dead, man. Bruce Lee's son's dead. The star of Laser Mission. That's one of my fondest memories. So who knows? Can Alec Baldwin survive this? Can his career survive this? Will we have a Glen Gary, Glenn Ross part two? Will we be able to sit through Prelude to a Kiss after this? The answer is no. That movie's terrible.
0: over there and asked me if I wanted to try some acid. I had read about it in the newspapers and heard a few friends talk about it, so I was curious. I was pretty jacked up on marijuana, so I decided to try it, and I dropped it. I don't know what I was waiting for, a flash or or a rush or whatever, but I kept sitting there waiting and waiting and nothing was happening. So I got up and then went to the dresser and put on a pair of pink capris and a green and brown blouse. I thought the colors were beautiful. So we tripped down to Market Street and I decided to buy a hot dog. I was very hungry and I had put mustard and ketchup and relish in the usual and I put the hot dog up to my mouth and somebody started screaming. I didn't know what was happening, so I looked up at my friend Terry and said, Did you hear that? Didn't you hear someone scream? He said, No. I got the hot dog up to my mouth again, and I was ready to bite, and the scream got louder. And it hit me. No, it couldn't be. And I looked down at the hot dog, and there was a face on him. nose a mouth I had put the ketchup to where it looked like his hair and he started telling me that I couldn't eat him That he had a wife and seven kids at home to support and I stood there with this hot dog and asked Terry do you know this hot dog is talking to me and he says nah let's get out of here he thought I was just faking and I told him look at the thing he's got a face and he's screaming And the guy finally looked over, and he got on the same trip that I was on. And we sat there carrying on a conversation with that hot dog. Finally, I decided I was just hallucinating, so I put it in my mouth and bit down.
1: All right, we're going to go to uh, the wonderful state of Indiana. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. One star review of strip clubs. We're going to Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, I was—I thought of this one just because I saw Straight No Chaser. Uh, I saw Straight No Chaser at the fabulous Fox Theater um, about a week ago or so. And uh, I don't know if you know what that is. You can look it up. Who cares? It's basically a big acapella group. Um, It's uh, nine men on stage um, singing songs without any instruments. It's very interesting, very talented. They come out of Indiana. But during it, uh, there was a huge tornado drill. Like all our phones just are... You know, did the little unison warning sign during the fucking show, which is funny, you know. I think think mine just buzzed, but you just hear it. It surrounds you, and even during some of the show, it's just like they're still going off. Like you know, still going off. And if that weren't enough, this is a this is why a tornado ripped through. um, A tornado ripped through uh, um, Amazon warehouse, in, uh, God, was that? Fuck, it's Illinois. It's right here. It's very close to here. Killed maybe six or eight people so but during that time I was in the beautiful no one hid anywhere no one took any coverage that the show must go on even if we are gonna die to watch this and uh, during the show there was an old gentleman behind me nothing but old gentleman behind everybody in the show the demographic was probably 60 or 70 on up you know, and a few, in there, and then the the younger people that they dragged into it. Um, thus is how I went, because uh, my parents brought me. And my whole family. So, um... <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> the the uh, a gentleman behind me, I guess at point, got up. And then kind of fainted into a chair at the end of the aisle. Like, he got up, he was right behind me, and then I was in the middle of an aisle. And he suddenly... Um was in the chair and they're like trying to revive him. And they're fanning him and all that. And then like, somebody pointed somebody like walked up to the front where the there's a main guy's doing some of the singing or the talking or something like that. And he pointed like there's a guy in the third, it was he was in the third row. We were in the second row. So this guy was in the third row. And they pointed, like, uh they kind of stopped. Does, does he need medical attention? Yes, he does. Okay. And then they just kind of stopped the show. And everyone's kind of like fan this poor guy off, and they're trying to get him to, you know. Um, oh Jesus! Oh my God! My dog just—the dog just farted. Oh my God! All right. Um, so uh, the, the the guy was being fanned off. He kind of was not being revived, and uh, then they wheeled him out. And, and they handled it very professionally. It took probably about five minutes. But uh, I said to uh, my family after I go, they probably do that. That probably happens every third show at that. So. all right, without any further ado, there's a place called the Pony, Indianapolis. It's a uh, 3551 Lafayette Road, Indianapolis, Indiana. This is from a week ago. It's a new review tried to give this place a second chance, but I think the time was worse than the first. Very, very rude staff. Both times. Four exclamation points. First, I came in was after work with a couple of co workers. Wasn't too busy. And the bartender attitude was poor. The women's restroom had no soap. <laughs> We're in the midst of a pandemic. Women come to these clubs as well, and we would love a nice customer bathroom. I was going to make a joke saying, hey, uh, it's a good indication it's a woman because they're complaining about soap in the bathroom. Men wouldn't wash their hands, but I guess she's kind of right. Uh, you know, sort of current. Although, if you're going to a pandemic, I, I can't imagine how good of an idea going to a strip club would be. I, I just I, It just seems like what is the what is the protocol now, you know? nothing I, 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 you wear masks I doubt they wear masks inside right I suspect those are the vax. I suspect people that go to strip clubs now are vax hoaxers are people that use the term pandemic okay the most recent time was awful the door guy is very rude everyone's rude here made disrespectful comments to my friends and I. We were instantly uncomfortable and really weren't sure if we wanted to even go in anymore. Again, your bartender and waitresses were very snappy and impatient when trying to figure out what we wanted. Also, when leaving, your bouncer again made inappropriate comments. We will not be returning to this club and hopefully you guys get better staffing. We had maybe two girls approach us. I don't know if I, if it was because we were a group of females, or they thought we didn't have money. But it's really unfortunate the girls only approach men. Gosh, I guess so. You know, it's funny getting a lot of these uh, complaints. I notice are from women. Is that still a thing? I just um. All yeah, right. Well. Maybe they are. Maybe they're put off. Maybe they're worried that they're not going to get as much dough. you get, you probably uh, get more out of a guy. I would think. All right. Hi, Tia. We take our compliments very seriously. We apologize. You didn't have a stellar experience on your last visit. We will immediately address your concerns. Exclamation point. Please consider stopping by again and ask to speak to a manager so we can show you the five-star experience you deserve. Thanks! Exclamation point. And, it's usually, and usually it's women who are also in the industry. That was by a woman named Tia Low, Or Tina Lau, it's possible. Uh, I prefer Lowe. Um, okay, stopped in here. Mainly because of recommendations. Some strip club, in quotations. Strip was in quotations. The girls, for the most part... We're overweight and dumpy. Well, that's rude. That's fine. Who is this? This is uh, James Willis. I'm assuming James is a boy. One look like a candidate for anorexia of the year. That is conflicting with your last statement. I guess dumpy could... I guess you said overweight and dumpy, so I guess, yeah, that could be too thin. But who knows? anorexic for of the year and she was the only one to show breasts. Well, that is a legitimate complaint although mine were probably bigger <laughs> uh, that's a foregone conclusion. none of the girls did any stripping exclamation point. the only good thing I can say about this place was the price for my beer was reasonable good they didn't they didn't have anything to follow up they didn't complain about. they didn't they didn't bother entertaining James with any follow-up on that okay this is from Caitlin Grant two years ago another girl's got a beef with a strip club hmm. all right not generally one of the file I'm, uh, I'm not generally one to file a complaint however when we spend an hour at a strip joint drinking overpriced beer you generally expect to see a chick dance period or talk period or anything period hashtag doldrums hmm well, that's interesting hashtag doldrums probably a B plus when it comes to Indiana standards that's all right, B plus and you give this place a one star So it's A, four stars, B, plus. You're like, fuck it. It's all or nothing. Oh. And it's hashtag completely straight Kate. Hashtag completely straight Kate. I'm going to... Should I see if there's a real hashtag about that? Hashtag completely straight Kate. Uh, No, the only thing that came up was this fucking review for a strip club. I was hoping she was an attempted uh, influencer. She influenced me. She influenced me. Come on, there's got to be. Hashtag completely straight Kate. No results for hashtag completely straight Kate. Jesus. What good's your fucking hashtag if you just got one goddamn thing, Kate? Completely straight? All right. Paul Strangeman. Strangeman. Strangman. Strangman. Two reviews. Oh, no. Two years ago. One star. Went over the weekend, and this place was expensive compared to the other clubs in the area. But I just heard they got somewhat reasonable beers from the other one. All right. Everyone here was rude and had to wait 20 minutes just for a rude waitress. Rough crowd also. This place needs some serious changes before I would go back. Well, it sounds like you got a rude problem, The Pony. The Pony. It's a weird name for a strip club. The Pony. The Pony. Huh. What does one have to do with the other? Is there a pony show? Does the pony have a pony show? And why wouldn't the pony have a pony show? Why wouldn't there be a pony show in the pony? Indianapolis Strip Club, 3551 Lafayette Road, Indianapolis, Indiana. you get our pony up on the pony show, pony. Duh. Hashtag completely straight Kate. All right. Went to a private dance on the VIP room. Oh, I'm sorry. Went to get a private dance in the VIP room. Saw a used condom when I was about to sit down. Mmm, sexy. So disgusting. Got an immediate refund and left. That was Ken Harrison. That was uh, three years ago. It was before the COVID. Ken's... Ken's jealous of somebody uh, getting to use a condom there. Um, He said, no, we don't do stuff like that here. Uh, What do you mean you can't have sex? I just saw a used condom on the floor. All right, used condom. Gosh, right there. Blech. Blech. Okay. Hmm. Okay, Franklin Reynolds, and their profile pic is a picture of Stewie. One star. This is two years ago. Not a good place to visit. Got a little extra in the back, and now I have to go get shots because the extra I got went home with me. <laughs> oh my god. Woo! Well, that's because you didn't use fucking Ken Jenkins condom that was in the that in the next room. Franklin Reynolds. Oh my god, only four people like this review? It's about to be five. Thanks for your feedback. Oh my god. <laughs> See? I, one just flows right in the other. That was two years... All right, well, so used condom three years ago, I guess come two years when Franklin Reynolds went. Two years ago, they said, "Yeah, we don't have a strict condom policy. We're not one of those mask hoaxers places, you know. We, we, leave it, we let people decide whether or not they want to have protective covering while having intercourse at our strip clubs. Ugh, gosh, it just... I mean, the used condom was kind of gross. I mean, seeing a used condom and all that, it just, it got grosser. (laughs) It's two years years ago. It was a year before COVID. Uh, The weekdays are kind of slow, but the kitchen makes up for it. Weekends are great all around. Well, that's not much of a, all right, this is Ken Kleindenst. Three years ago, one star. The weekdays are kind of slow, but the kitchen quality makes up for it. Weekends are great all around. One star. I'm not sure what you're... You had nothing but nice things to say. I want... Ken, that review sucks. I wish I could downvote this review. I, I like the um, the last two more. They're kind of funny. No one addressed the used condom or addressed the uh, contracted um, HIV or whatever he's got. Let's see here. All right, two years ago, uh, Carlos... De los Santos. Oh, this is stupid. All right, this is a dumb fucking review. One star. How we ask a question and he's act like we can pay. Y'all can't be acting like that. Not kidding. No punctuation. Not all those words was actually the word. I, did somebody speak this into a phone? <coughs> when I say how can... We ask, it's actually SSK. I'm assuming they meant the first S to be an A. All right. Carlos, we're not exactly sure what we're trying to say here, but we see you left a one-star review. We would like to invite you back to speak to a manager so that we can give you a five-star experience. A five-star experience includes going to the clinic and getting shots (laughs) with any luck it includes um, a leftover condom for the next person to go into the back all right all right this is weird Ava Buriotin, two years ago one star didn't ask I said my name was Dixie and she kept saying hello didn't ask I said my name was Dixie. That's D-I-C-K-S-I-E, not the classic.
3: <laughs>
1: Dixie, and she kept saying hello. <sighs> Ava, I don't know what your problem is here. I just, what is, what's going what on? The, is there a... Is this nearby? I like... Is there a high... Um... Not to generalize or, or be racist, but there's some kind of uh, people with language barrier problems. People with uh, English as a second language. Okay. Yeah, this goes right into what I just said. Kayla Davidson, girl at strip club, one star, two years ago. Your club is racist. Just like that last comment I made. I will never step foot in this place again. And No response from the owner. They The, the owner is fine with that. Okay, Andrew Nance. N-A-N-T-Z. No girls. And what was there was no good. Dot, 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 dot. All right, well, maybe there is. a Guillermo Ramirez. Four years ago, one star. The persona is racist. No Mexicans welcome. The persona is racist. No Mexicans welcome. No punctuation. Uh, All right, well, that checks out with our previous... uh, Is this it? Yeah receive La Laop. Three years ago, one star. It's bad place and bad service. They was rude. Who is work there? Yes, it's bad place and bad service. They was rude. Who is work there? No punctuation whatsoever. Okay. In case these fucking names I can't pronounce. Lakender Ready. It's about eight exclamation points. Ugly girls. Six or seven exclamation points. Okay. Here's Alex Grant. Three years ago, one star. The bad reviews are right. I know. One thank you very much, boys and girls. Appreciate it. And we'll definitely see you at the Pony Show, Indianapolis Strip Club. They are open at this moment now, and it closes at 4 a.m.
0: One of my favorite places to share a fantasy is on the phone. With someone I don't even know. Sounds like fun, doesn't it? I'd like to share my most intimate secrets with you. Call 1-800-HOT-LIVE. 350 per minute, adults only. Make your fantasies come true. Call right now.
1: Hey, This is Dan Destro I'm Billy Noyes And I'm Johnny Savage And we, and we are, are the Savage, Savage kind. kind
3: And you're listening to the Bulls McLean Hour
1: Yeah!
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Bulls McLean Hour Send him your hate mail to filmbenderradio at gmail.com Hit subscribe Then give him five stars become his slave.